Welcome to RUL 10, your primary source music, movies, TV, and sports. All right, guys, welcome to another edition of Are You Entertained? We're starting to get a little momentum behind us. Our uh, unfiltered cinematics video reached over 600 people, and our Facebook Live videos from the Super Bowl reached about 200 people. Uh, so I'd like to say, first of all, to the day ones, thank you for watching. Thanks for listening to this podcast, and thanks for reading our content on the website. If you're a fan and you're da- down with the Are You Entertained movement, you're officially an associate. We got this mob, little mafioso theme going. I'm the Don of Entertainment. I'm alongside Brandon Ogden, my partner in crime, and the consigliere. Like I said, we have this little epic mafioso vibe going. So we're building the commission. We're the commission. And you guys, the fans, are the associates. Mark my word, we're, bi- we're building something big. And dare I say, brick <laughs> by brick, we're building this up. We're going to take the internet by storm, spread the word, tell your friends about us. Also, I'd like to give a quick shout-out to my boy, Skylar Prinicell, and the homies over at Collision for hooking us up with some dope new logos. Uh, We're really hoping to partner up with them moving forward with some other stuff that we'll announce moving forward once it's confirmed. Uh, Today we have a Super Bowl recap, a Big Sean review, and also an interview with our resident superhero movie expert, Jordan Bryson, and much more. So let's get right into it. Sports is the lead today. We uh, Today is Tuesday. We have a few days, a couple days to kind of let the Super Bowl simmer and uh, really think about it. So let's break it down. Um, the Super Bowl, obviously, the New England Patriots came back from a 21-point deficit to beat the Atlanta Falcons 34-28 in overtime. It was the first time in Super Bowl history that it's gone into overtime. Uh, that's just, uh, if, you're, if you're living under a rock, we had to tell you that. But uh, let's really break this thing down. So, uh, first of all, shitty first quarter. Both teams couldn't get anything going, and it ended 0-0. Falcons turned it on in the second quarter, put up 21 straight points, and the Patriots kicked it, kicked a field goal to end the first half. So, uh from right there, what were your thoughts on the first half, Brandon? Yeah, well, interesting that in Tom Brady's, what, now six Super Bowls that he hasn't scored a touchdown in the first quarter. I think that's kind huh. of like a weird stat. That's a, that's a good stat, um, yeah. And it's just kind of an interesting tidbit that you would think someone, especially because they had so much more experience than the Falcons, that they would have got off to a much better start. But really, um, the Falcons did a great job, especially with their defense kind of controlling the game, um, at least in the first quarter uh, slash first half. Um, so I thought that was interesting to me, and that kind of stood out. And then obviously in the second quarter, the Falcons, that explosive offense really took off with the run game. Devontae Freeman had a couple of huge runs. Um, I felt like they should have gave him the ball a few more times. Um, and then going back to the first quarter, too, they like refused to throw the ball to Julio Jones, which I, I, I did not understand. You have this guy. I mean, we all saw some of the catches later in the well, game. Well, when did, was that later in the game when he made that spectacular yeah, that catch? Yeah, that was the fourth quarter. Okay. And, I mean, he's one of those guys where if you just give him the ball anywhere near a defense, I mean, he's going to go up and make a catch. Mm -hmm. So I was really kind of shocked that they didn't have a better game plan to get Julio going a little bit earlier. But uh, you couldn't have asked for a better first half if you're a Falcons fan. Uh, The pick six right before the half to go up Mm -hmm. 21-0. If they could have just found a way to to keep the Patriots from scoring in the second half and go into that that halftime up 21-0, I think that just would have been – such a a, a a psyche killer for the Patriots. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought that was big that right before the half, they got that field goal. Okay. Well, 
Speaking of the second half, uh, the Falcons started losing their goddamn minds because they did not run. They they didn't run the ball. They could have run the ball, kicked a field goal, gone up. I think what 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 would it have been? Eleven points. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. And uh, but they chose to pass. They chose to be aggressive. And then the bad play calling just. To me, it it felt like that led to complacency, right. and uh, you know, sketch. We had some sketchy defensive holding and yeah. some pass interference calls, and it right. just kind of it kind of snowballed into a bad day for right. the Falcons in the end. Yeah. So, I mean, what were your takes there? Uh, well, first, so you said they kind of got complacent, and I sort of agree, sort of don't agree. And let me kind of explain my thought process here. So, in the fourth quarter, they're up sixteen points, and it was third and one. Well, complacency and kind of, you know, everybody says when you get a big lead, stay aggressive, stay aggressive. Well, the smart thing there is run the ball. Third and one, you've been running all over the Patriots. If you just run the ball, even if you don't get the first down, clock's ticking, exactly. you're punting away, maybe pin them deep. Instead, they drop back to pass. Matt Ryan doesn't feel the pressure, strip sack, and that's huge because now the Patriots had a short field. They can get a quick strike and get it to a one-possession game where if they had to punt and then make them go the whole length of the field, that completely changes that, the whole uh, dynamic of that game. So I thought that was the first critical mistake they made. The second one, so right after that Julio Jones catch that I think everybody was just like, holy shit, how did mm-hmm. he catch that? Um, incredible play. They essentially were already in field goal range with about four minutes left. Run the ball three times make the Patriots either take their timeouts mm-hmm. or you take it down to close to the two-minute warning at least, kick the field goal, and you're up by two possessions. Exactly. I mean, the game's pretty much over. Yeah. Uh, that's not even like – I mean, that's just being smart. Yeah. I mean, that, they just overthought everything they did. So you think that's what – you have a coaching background. You think right. it's just overthinking it? Or yeah, what? it's just it, – this is what happens when you don't have the experience like a Bill Belichick. You, you, the moment gets too big. The moment gets too fast. And instead of just calming yourself down and, and staying in the moment, you, you kind of freak out and you're like, oh, my God, we're going to Super. And you, you start making these bad decisions mm-hmm. and you just pile them up one by one by one because you're trying to get too cute, trying to do too much. You don't need a touchdown there. Not Know the time. Know the, know the score. You just need a field goal. Mm-hmm. And instead, they drop back the pass, get sacked. Then they drop back to pass again and get a holding call, which completely takes them out. If you just run, 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 you, I mean, you're probably Super Bowl champions. Exactly. I agree. And I, I even heard a story that Kyle Shanahan, the offensive coordinator for the Falcons, which I think we'll talk about him mm-hmm. uh, a little bit later, he, I guess when he got back to the hotel, he kind of said, you know, this this is this was my fault. Hmm. So at least he, That's deep. you know, I but mean, it you, is. Hate, you hate that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you hate that that happened to him because yeah. he's, a great offensive coordinator, but I mean, he really did kind of shit the bed here. Exactly. All right. So obviously Tom Brady and the Patriots made an epic comeback, send it into overtime. The Patriots won the coin toss and OT got the ball scored easily, won the game. I mean, they, yeah. it pretty much oh, comes over, down to over, that. over time. It was just the Falcons defense had been on the field for so much, so, so many minutes yeah. of the game that, cause the Falcons had like, 15 minutes of time possession. Like, I mean, it was just an incredibly low number mm-hmm. um, that their defense was just worn out. And you could see as soon as they won the the coin flip and got, I think, two first downs, I think I looked at you and said, this yeah. game's over. They ain't stopping them. I mean, yeah. their defense was just gassed at the end. So do you think that this uh, 
I mean, the, the short overtime and, you know, the easy overtime for the Patriots, do you think that we need to have a conversation about overtime rules? I mean, do yeah. you think that that's what the for, what's at the forefront? Or do you just think the Patriots – just got got it done, or do you think it goes back to you know the Falcons being tired? Right. Well, as far as the overtime rules go, I mean they just changed this a few years ago, where it used to be if you scored, you won. Period. Now Even with a field goal. Yeah. Now it's if you kick a field goal, the team they gets get the other rebuttal yeah. basically, which uh, I don't like. They should just do college, you know. I mean, college rules. It's hard. I I don't know what the right answer. I don't have this, you know, awe inspiring. We're gonna fix everything. Answer. I don't know. Yeah. I personally like. I, I like the idea of if you kick a field goal, you, the other team should be rewarded and yeah. have a chance. But also in the Super Bowl, um, I mean, how do you not give the Falcons even a chance? To exactly. Die? You know, maybe they should do like soccer does, and you just play the whole quarter. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I know that's I mean, a long ass game, and you're probably your players are going to get injured. But hell, it's the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, who wouldn't watch it? I mean, exactly. If, if there's going to be a but true then they, overtime. They, yeah, I and mean, then they run into the whole, like, who gets the commercials, Well, which, yeah, I mean. I mean, that's, I mean they could probably figure that out pretty easily. Yeah, I mean, I, I, mean, I just and think you got to I mean, it's never happened. Shot. Yeah, I mean, I, I tend to agree with that, and that's not just me really rooting for the Falcons, which I was. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. It's hard. I don't know. Again, I don't know what the, the correct answer yeah, is. Yeah, sure, sure. All right. Well, or even what if they did like a, a instead of a fifteen minute quarter, what if they did like a ten minute quarter? Yeah, I mean, I'd, I mean, I'd be right then with you that. shorten it, and, but you play it out the whole way. I don't know. I it's yeah. it's hard. Yeah, exactly. All right, just uh, break down some stat lines. Tom Brady obviously won the MVP. He was forty three for sixty two, four hundred and sixty six yards, Incredible. two touchdowns, one pick. Uh, that's that's a lot of yards. That's uh, I think that was his first career pick six in the playoffs. Really, really, yeah. okay. And then I mean that's a lot of completions. So yeah, deserving, I think, I think, deserving. He, a lot I, of people will say yeah. James White's deserving. Yeah, but. I think he threw for the most yards in Super Bowl history, but I could be wrong. Okay, uh, it's either first or second. I, yeah, I can't remember. Okay. Um, yeah, I kind of thought James White deserved to win the MVP. Okay, uh, just because I mean. I get it's Brady. Yeah. Um, but James White broke the Super Bowl record for receptions. most receptions yep. with 14. Uh, he, you know, caught a touchdown, ran for two. Uh, you know, I, I just thought he he was the difference maker in that pa- the Patriots offense, mm-hmm. um, especially because Brady was, I mean, let's not sugarcoat it, Brady was dog shit in the first half. Yes. Uh, he was missing wide open receivers, obviously, through the pick six. And even in, I think, the third or fourth quarter, he could have thrown a couple more picks where the ball was up in the air and the Falcons players just didn't make a play. Yeah. And then even go back right before James White rushes for the game-winning touchdown, he throws a ball that should have been picked, frankly, in the end zone, and the Falcons would have had a chance to go to win the game. Yeah. So I tend to think that sometimes, uh, you know, I'm never a huge fan of just give it to the quarterback. I think that's a cop-out. Yeah. Um, I thought someone like James White, who, I mean, he, he hasn't had the success that, I mean, most people probably don't know who James White is if they don't follow uh, Wisconsin football or mm-hmm. Big Ten football. Uh, you know, give it to someone like that. I mean, that's going to mean so much more to him than it will to Brady. Exactly. I mean, Brady doesn't care about that. I mean, part of me thinks they just gave it to him to see the whole thing with Goodell. Right, and make the Goodell give him the, I'm surprised Goodell wasn't like, didn't veto it. Yeah, well, honestly... <laughs> You know when he when he was announced and they gave him the Lombardi Trophy, yeah. not the MVP. He literally 
gave it to him and dipped. Yeah, he was, well, he was quick. He was getting booed heavily. Yes. I uh, couldn't even so, hear the audio. Yeah, it was it was they, they so were loud. The hell out of him. Yeah, uh, which was kind of funny. Yeah, you it know? is. That, that's what do you think is going through his mind? That, that's the one thing that I was okay with was I wanted to see Goodell because Goodell's such a prick, yeah. you know, and, and just hard to respect him as a, a football fan just because he does. Is it fair to call shit. him a hypocrite? Yes. Uh, a hypocrite, a liar, uh, you know, whatever you want to call it. He's a dictator, basically. Um, but what's going through his mind? God, I couldn't imagine. I mean, that had to hurt. Yeah. Uh, you know, this was some. This was a franchise where – Goodell was basically buddy buddy with him, yeah. Um, and then he turned it, threw it all away just for Deflate Gate, which is stupid in itself. Stupid, right? I think Deflate Gate was again; it was more of a punishment for what the Patriots had done prior to the Deflate Gate. Sure, and okay. they just kind of bunched it all together. Uh-huh. Um, but it was a bad look because no one cares about the air pressure, and they won mm-hmm. the damn game by like thirty or forty exactly. points. So, exactly. I mean, it was just such a dog shit thing, and dragged out and it was a bad look for the NFL and in Roger Goodell specifically. So yeah. I'm sure it was sweet for uh, Brady and for uh, Bob Kraft for sure. For sure. All right. And then Matt Ryan, he was the MVP of the regular season, uh, but obviously not the Super Bowl. I right. think I read a stat where uh, for the seven, I think he was the eighth MVP to go into the Super Bowl. Right. And I think now obviously the game is over eight out of eight have not, yeah, it's something like that. It's been a crazy stat, and it's kind of goes hand in hand with college, like the Heisman winner has yeah, really yeah, struggled that's true in, too. The, in that's the championship. True too. So, I think it's just people pay that much more attention to you, um, and then obviously the game's just so much more heightened. Where I mean, the nerves, the the big stage probably speaking gets of that, to a few people. Speaking of that, yeah, how the, about how about graphic? before the game when uh, the they're, graphic where they were talking about the like, injuries? Al, yeah, Alex Mack has a broken fibula. <laughs> Julio Jones still working with turf toe and Matt Ryan. Big Super game Bowl nerves. nerves. <laughs> yeah, like, get that, was out here. that was freaking dumb. That was so dumb. But uh, his stat line: seventeen for twenty-three, two hundred and eighty-four yards and two touchdowns. He had a fairly good game. No, he he played well. It was just he took a really bad sack at the end of the game, and then oh yeah, the strip that was, sack that killed him. Uh, you know, you just can't do that. You got to know, even if you throw that ball away, you're still in field goal range. You know, uh, so I mean, he just made a couple of mental mistakes late in the game, which I guess you can kind of expect from a young quarterback that's never been in that stage before. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, Freeman for the Falcons, uh, he had 11 carries, 75 yards, one touchdown. Stick to the run game. This man should have had, you know, 100 yards. If, I mean, you know, run the cocksucking ball. Yeah, he, he they, they couldn't stop him, uh, especially, uh, you know, early in the game. And, and also another thing about that, if you just run the damn ball, is you get better time of possession. You give your defense more time to rest so they're not on the field the whole time. Uh, I, I, I didn't understand what they were seeing and what they were calling because uh, – the boy, Devontae Freeman looked good in that game, oh, and they yes, didn't did. give him the carries. I mean, 11 carries, that's that's awful. He yeah. should have had way more. Yeah, he was going beast mode. I mean, they should have kept kept giving him the ball. Right. I agree with that. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Julio Jones, four catches, 87 yards. I know uh, you, you put a little prop bet on this one. Uh, yeah, I actually had five. 
Yeah, um, let, let's hear let's hear uh, the prop bet yeah. score for you. So Julio, the over under I think was like ninety four and a half yards okay. receiving. I went under. He had eighty seven. I thought I thought you said it was ninety and eighty seven is pushing. No, I think it was ninety four and a okay. half. Okay, all right, that's fine. Uh, then Danny Amendola, I I put that he would score a touchdown, and he scored like I think the last touchdown to send it to overtime, if I remember correctly. So that was kind of cool. Uh, Luke Bryan, I took the under on the national anthem. That was close. That was close. That was like two oh seven. It was two oh seven and away? a half, and I think he was at two oh four or something Ooh. like that. That were one, you sweating? Yeah, that one. Was, yeah, that that had the heart racing. <laughs> Um, and then I went tails never fails for the opening coin toss. So I believe it was heads in overtime, though. It was heads in overtime, but I took the opening toss. There you go. Um, and then I took the Falcons plus three, so I was four, four or five. So how much? And money honestly, did you end up with? only like I, it is small bets. Only like so you're not a degenerate game. No, 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 not, not at all. all. Right. That's fair. That's fair. All right, so the question then becomes: Was this the greatest Super Bowl of all time? If not, what's your favorite? Uh, it's hard to not put it up there. It's first overtime game in Super Bowl history, obviously. Um, for me, it's right up there with uh, the the Pat Seahawks of the uh, okay. Few that's years up ago. there for you, huh? Uh, Pat's Giants with the David Tyree. See, that, that that's the one for me, man. Yeah, and then that I, just had the right just because the Patriots the, were undefeated, factor, man. The, yeah, the Patriots were undefeated. Uh, you know, the catch, the then the throw. Uh, to, was it Manningham? I think for the game-winning touchdown. I mean, it was. All that and more. Um, yeah. And another one that I put up there that I think you'll appreciate, not a lot of people talk about, is the 49ers-Ravens. Nice. Uh, just because of the Ray Lewis factor. And then also, I mean, that came down to, like, the last play of the game. That was a fun one. Um, I mean, and then you had the blackout. Yeah. So, I mean, it was just there was a lot to that one. So it was, I was fun, man. I always put that one up there, too. I like it. I like it. I Like I said, I have to go back to the Giants and Patriots just because right. the whole the storyline with the undefeated Patriots going down. Um, honestly, I would have loved to have seen – the Giants get a third shot at the Patriots this yeah, year, but I want Eli to own that would have been that, that would have been more. crazy. I mean, do you think we would have been talking about the same thing? Do you think they would have won if if that no. happened? No, the Giant, no, the Giants were very. This is all this speculation. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think so. I think all the right. Patriots would have beat them this time. Fair enough. All right, so Goodell gave the Patriots the trophy and dip pretty quickly. What were your thoughts on that? I mean, we kind of already touched on it, but, I mean, do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, he didn't have a choice. What are you going to do, just stand there and let them keep booing you? I mean. Take it like a man. He, he did. He stood up there. If that were me, I would have either not showed up, retired. or How funny would that have been if he just didn't? He, he, yeah, he said peace. <laughs> he, like, gave it to the number two guy to yeah. hand him the trophy and said he got sick or man, something. Man, he would have got so much heat for that. Oh, yeah, he would have. I he he should have. He should have left with Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, <laughs> man. And how about that? He says his kid's sick. Yeah, cop oh, out. Please, your kid's please. sick. Have the wife take her home, and yeah, then you can stick Super around. Bowl. Yeah, you miss one of the best. Yeah, or ever. you tell your kid, listen, son. I don't know how many of these you'll get to go to. Yeah, you so had a you had a cold up. and maybe missed the best one of the best cheeks. Super Bowls ever. <laughs> Trash. Um, all right, so this this may uh, this may. I know you don't like this. Yeah, and I don't really either. But uh, does this solidify Tom Brady as the GOAT or nah? It's hard. Uh, See, I'll, I've I'll always... say me first. Okay, go ahead. Okay. And I don't have really stats to back it up and everything. See, for me, when it comes down to something like this, a lot of it is the eyeball factor. Right. And I personally, I mean, Joe Montana's up there for me. I, I didn't obviously get to really witness him play. Right. But, you know, going everybody back and watching Montana, him. Right? Yeah, I mean, everybody says Montana. But I would even go as far to put Peyton Manning above, you know, right. Tom Brady. And I go back to the whole eye factor 
part. And just the whole fact that he is control of the offense. He's making audibles. He is doing this. He's doing that. Omaha, Omaha, but go all that. And, you know, obviously he won a couple and Brady obviously has five now the most ever, but I, I, I'm going to get so much backlash for this, but, uh, I, I think Tom Brady, he, he makes a lot of dump-off passes, right. which, I mean, it gets the job done. But right. when I see the eyeball factor, I'm picking Peyton Manning. Right. So me and you actually agree here because yeah. I'm a Peyton guy. Yeah. Uh, I love Peyton Manning. I always have. Uh, and I, I break it down simply in a few arguments. Uh, Peyton Manning gets hurt, and the Colts, I think, went 1-15 the next year uh, or the year he was out. Um when Tom Brady got hurt week one of, I think, 09 or 2010, something like that, the Patriots went 10-6. and six. Uh, I mean, uh, Brady played for, the, he's played for the same head coach his whole career, who's probably the greatest head coach of all time in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Peyton, uh, Peyton Manning's played for Tony Dungy was a good coach, but, I mean, no one's special yeah. outside of that. Uh, Tom Brady, especially his first three Super Bowls, was carried by his defense. I mean, the, he played... You could name some of the guys from Rabel to Richard Seymour to Ty Law, Rodney Harris. Teddy Bruschi. I mean, yeah, Teddy Bru- I mean, just a bunch of probably Hall of Famers. Yeah. Um, I mean, and, and that's not even close. I mean, the best defensive player um, that Peyton Manning played with is Dwight Freeney. Well, he was a very good player, but, I mean, that's one defensive end. I mean, I, if the, he's played with nobody. Him and Mathis. Uh, you yeah. probably couldn't name very many other defenders besides Bobby we're from, Sanders we're from Iowa. Like, Bob Sanders, yeah. who was the defensive player of the year for one year, but he only played like three yeah, years he, in the NFL. Prone. Yeah. So to me, Peyton Manning, like you said, the the pre pregame snap, he's telling the offense line what to do. He's checking from a run to a pass or a pass to a run. Uh, he's you know switching routes, switching blocking assignments. I mean, he just did so much more pre snap to me from a mental aspect. I think he's just a little bit better than Brady. But Brady's played for the better teams, um, so that's why I think Brady gets the nod. Yeah, in a lot of people. Yeah, sense. and that's why also I kind of like to me it's Brady is Jordan and Peyton Manning is the LeBron. Like those are always the arguments. Okay, and like LeBron has never played for a good head coach like Jordan did. LeBron didn't have you know three of the best players of all time. Sure. On his, you know, so I, I just go back to these arguments, like you know, and I think there's some parallels between them, but. I always go with Peyton, uh, and that's probably a little bit of homer in me, but you hey. know, Peyton's my guy. I like it. I like it. All right. Uh, do you think the Patriots and the Falcons will be will be back next year? No, I think the Patriots will have a really good chance to be back. Um, Falcons lost Fal- their shot. Yeah, the Falcons. No, I mean you lose Sh- Shanahan, who's a really really good offensive coordinator. Sure. Uh, their offensive line, I think, you know, they stayed together every game the whole year you're probably not going to repeat that success. Uh, the Cowboys will be better next year. I'm assuming the Packers will be better next year. Uh, the Giants might be back there again. Um, and the Falcons play in a pretty tough division where, I mean, the Panthers, if they figure it out, mm-hmm. you know, they're one of the best teams in the NFL. And who knows what Drew Brees is going to do. Right. I mean. uh, and then, uh, you know, Jameis Winston, the Bucks are up yeah. and coming team. So yeah, they're sure. in a really tough division. So I don't think the Falcons will be back next year. Okay. Interesting. Uh, favorite commercials. Yeah. So what do you got? I got four. Okay. Skittles. I think we can both agree with that. Yeah. Skittles that is pretty funny. Laugh. Yeah. Where they're throwing the Skittles through the window, mm-hmm. like the parents and then like the cop were catching it in their mouth. That was pretty funny. 
uh, Kia, the Melissa McCarthy one where she was like okay. hugging trees and yeah, that was rhinos right. and stuff. That was pretty funny. Uh, was it Bywater or Baywater with Bye. Justin Timberlake and Christopher Bye, Walken? Bye, Bye. That was funny. And then I went with the serious one, which is one that I had seen before the Super Bowl was the Budweiser commercial where, you know, he was an immigrant, comes to St. Louis, and he's like, next time you're going to be drinking out of this bottle. And it was the Budweiser bottle. I thought that was a really cool uh, a lot of kind of inspirational. Yeah, you could see that this Super Bowl, the commercials were kind of a a, a subtweet to Donald exactly. Trump. Exactly. Uh, you know, a yes. lot of that's a perfect way to put it. Yeah, it, it was. It was a lot of you know, we're an inclusive country, we're united, uh, we don't leave people out. Yeah. Type, you know, theme. Um, which I know we're going to talk about Gaga, but you know, that was something that we didn't really see from her. So, yeah. but we did get it a lot from the commercials. Yeah, and you well, know, give me give me funny for commercials. Yeah, uh, we didn't get no, a lot I, of that. I, you know, I I I get the positive, you know, uplifting message, and some yeah. of them I I did really enjoy, um, but I, I want the I think we were the distrib- saturated. Yeah, with I want the bit. distribution to be better. Give yeah, me a little higher sure. percentage of comedic relief. Yeah, exactly. the problem the the problem with this is uh, a bad, like uplifting, united ad. Mm-hmm. Is still better than a bad funny ad. Okay. Bad funny That's ads fair. suck. That's fair. And like that guacamole one, the <laughs> yeah, avocado. Stupid. That was shitty. So it was I only mean, like, so, like fifteen seconds. Yeah. So I it. mean, it's easier to do an ad that's up inspiring you that's to find fair. than it is to do a funny ad. That's fair. What think, were your favorites? I think one that uh, I mean, I agree with most of those. I think one that you kind of forgot that I liked uh, was it was it uh, was it Kia the the yearbook one. Oh, with, yeah, uh, it was Steve like Carell Kia or and, I don't know what it was, but it was a car commercial. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure yeah. it was Kia, but I, I like that one. I don't really – it wasn't really funny. It, it was like a mix. Yeah. Like there's some funny stuff, yeah. but like also inspiring. Kind of like that one. And then, I mean, we were both – we both said in our Facebook Live videos that we liked the trailers. Yeah. You got to like seeing a lot of trailers. And we got right. a lot of trailers. Yeah, we did. Mostly. We'll talk about those a little bit later. And then what did you think of the all the T-Mobile like – Sex, Ugh, weird, <laughs> provocative. Man. I mean, I know they're trying to like the they're S&M. trying to be funny, but Jesus, yeah. I mean, like save sh- that for uh, like, Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, they were like calling, and it's so like weird, was, man. Yeah, it the, was, the girl, the actress they picked for that was weird. Yeah, she was like I did not expect that middle aged, kind of chunky, yeah. <laughs> sex deprived woman. <laughs> you know, someone's weird. not giving her enough attention. Exactly, Trey, you're single. Hey, hey. Doing? How you feel about a uh, what was it? I'm not Christian Grey, bro. T-Mobile uh, <laughs> actress. Yeah, nah. But uh, all right, moving on. Uh, did you catch Chrissy Teigen, aka John Legend's wife? However, right. you swim uh, SI swim model, swimsuit model. She's showing off a little nip. Yeah, I'm not uh, mad about I it. I know, not I mean, at all. I didn't see it live. I didn't either. But I didn't but, see it on Twitter. And yeah. yeah, it's it's right out there. And how about she? Uh, she didn't really back down from it either. When people were calling her out on Twitter, she's hey, like, it's "Your nipple." Boom goes the dynamite. Yeah, own it. Showing off the nip. You got it. I you. like it. All right, and then uh, last little tidbit of the Super Bowl thoughts on Lady Gaga's halftime performance. Yeah, it was really good. Everybody was kind of scared, like walking on eggshells, like, oh my yeah. God, what is she going to do? We're going to get the meat suit. Is she going to gonna call Donald Trump out by name? Yeah. Um, but I thought it was actually really well done. I'm not a huge Gaga fan, but the energy. Um, I guess, did you know that the beginning when she was on top, that was actually recorded before the Super Bowl? Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. So um, I did not know that. Yeah, I didn't either until uh, my stepdad mentioned that today. So huh. shout out to him for the insight. There you scoop. go. Um, 
That's then, deceiving us. Yeah, and then also I saw that uh, a kid that my sister used to dance with, his name is Casey Johansson, uh, is from Urbandale. And oh, he was, he was like, a backup. I yeah, think I did see that, Yeah, actually. so that's kind of cool, a little, little Iowa tidbit yeah, there. Yeah, for but, sure. No, it was pretty good. Uh, you know, not I'm, the greatest. I'm not like it a huge okay. halftime show, but yeah. you know, it is what it is. I, I, she didn't disappoint me. Yeah, I guess. exactly. I, I would have liked to have seen someone come out. I mean, I, yeah. it's always yeah. there's always a fun factor when there's a surprise guest. But you know what? I like like if that were me. But I respect it. Yeah, it's my show. Right. You weren't invited. I was. That's fair. You know, this is my time to shine. So. And she, I, I mean, it. she threw out her hits, and I thought they were good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you go back to the political statement. A lot of people before were like, oh, she's going to make a political right. statement. I guess you could say the red and blue fireworks. Yeah. That's a stretch. Someone was like, she made her statement when all the drones were around her. Oh, uh, okay. That, America. That's funny. <laughs> and then, obviously, her song, uh, no matter your gay straight or bi, I mean. Yeah. You could say that, but whatever. I thought it was a good halftime performance. Who would you like to see next year, though? Oh, put me on the spot. Uh, do you know where the Super Bowl is at next year? I don't. Uh, Minneapolis. Minneapolis. Yep. Ah, uh, too bad. Prince. Prince, Prince hologram. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Coachella type stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like usually they go back and forth. So I feel like we're going to get an old rock star. Yeah. Um, I could see it. I don't know. I got no idea. Aerosmith. I feel like they've done like six Super Bowls, but you could be. I don't know. Could be right. I don't know. How about John Legend since he Ooh, was there? I'll I'd be John okay Legend. with that. I mean, yeah. he has the sure. vocals. That's my guess. What's yours? Um, Eminem. <laughs> yeah. Hell no. <laughs> that would be hilarious. The NFL would never do that. Yeah, no. Who would honestly though? What rapper would you put out there? Uh, Big Sean, because he okay. did he did the Lions Thanksgiving. Um, okay. Halftime show. So Chance the Rapper. I could see it. I yeah. don't think he's big enough yeah, for a mainstream audience like the Super Bowl, yeah, but that'd be cool. Didn't I think Adele maybe passed this year? Oh, really? Yeah, She'd or something. I could see her doing it. I don't it'd be kind of weird, though, because she, doesn't, will be she wouldn't be, you know, dancing around and everything. She'd be standing at a mic. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe we'll Bieber. Could. could I be. mean, Minnesota's kind of like Canada. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Funny, funny. All right, let's uh, let's break down some other sports right. news. Uh, this actually broke today. Steve Sarkeesian, uh, he's going to leave Bama. Uh, he had the shortest tenure at Bama, <laughs> I'm pretty game. sure, in the history of Crimson Tide. Uh, he's going to replace Kyle Shanahan as the Falcons' offensive coordinator. Do you like this move? Um, honestly, from the Falcons' standpoint, I don't know why you would do this. I feel like you could have gotten a better option. Um, for him. So you were surprised with this? Yeah, for him, though. I mean, good for him. I yeah. mean, you know, last year he was out of football because he was a drunk. Um, now he's an NFL offensive coordinator. So good look out of him. Um, you know, and then just a sidebar for the Alabama perspective. Uh, the two names that I think about are two former Oregon Duck coaches, uh, Mark Helfrich, who was the head coach at Oregon the last few years and was just fired. Um, and then the other one would be Chip Kelly, the former uh, 49ers and Eagles and Oregon head coach. So uh, watch out because if they get Chip Kelly, that offense could be uh, oh, yeah. crazy good. And <laughs> you think Alabama's a dynasty now. Yeah, for if, real. If he's the offensive coordinator for Man, any extended period insane. of time, it's, it's game over. Mix their defense yeah. with like no, Oregon's the, offense. Right. Oh, my God. But the problem would be because when you run that up-tempo stuff, your defense is going to suffer. Very true. So it'll be – is Nick Trade Saban? Off. Yeah, is Nick Saban willing to or do can that? They balance it, yeah. right? So, okay, all right. New segment idea. 
E-L-E. Everybody love everybody. Or let them be. <laughs> we're gonna. We're gonna I got to, a ring too. <laughs> we're gonna have to record uh, an intro for that. But uh, ELE or let them beef. LeBron James versus Charles Barkley. <laughs> we gonna let them beef or we gonna say ELE? What do you? LeBron what do you think? is an idiot. <laughs> That's a terrible Charles Barkley impression. It's uh, horrible. It's so, terrible. Uh, terrible. Um, I don't know. So this one to me, I. I Barkley complained about LeBron not being like a competitor or not. Competing. Is that where it started? That's how it started. I mean, it's kind of at the point where I don't even remember how it started. Right. It's so gone. That's how I, if I remember correctly, I that's right. how it started. I think you're right. Um, and LeBron has every right to respond, but LeBron went so in detail about a lot of Charles Barkley's ugly past yeah. that he didn't need to get personal. You yeah. you can you can fire a back at someone without taking personal shots. So. As big of a LeBron fan as I am, I, I thought that, that was uh, low. LeBron, kind of, yeah, it was a low blow. Um, I don't think I, I, it's hard for I don't understand how Barkley can question his competitiveness. I mean, this is a dude that they just came back from a three-one deficit to win a title. Exactly. And, I mean, he had damn near a triple double in every game. But, I mean, how can you question his competitiveness? Um, you know, but really, what LeBron should have done is said, "Hey, Charles, if I'm you know not competitive, well, I guess non-competitive people have more rings than you." You know, something like that. Um, just to, or he could have uh, just said, fight me. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I have three rings to your none. You know, just take a little jab. You don't have to yeah. dig into it. I think, was it, was it part of my take who said they basically, he basically looked up his Wikipedia page. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. pretty much yeah. what he did, honestly. Yeah. Why not? Funny, funny. All right, moving on. The MLB proposed eliminating throwing four balls for an intentional walk and raising the strike zone above the knees. My question to you, how close are we to robots taking over? First off, get rid of the I, – I like the rule change of the intentional walk. It just slows the game down. You don't need yeah. to throw four stupid pitches. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Um, raising the strike zone above the knees. I didn't know the strike zone went below the knees. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. Uh, <laughs> uh, the strike zone of Major League Baseball is a joke. It's If it's not right down the middle at the belt, they're not going to call it. Uh, how close are we to robots? Uh, never. Uh, I mean, you just got to account for human error. And, you, you know, know what? I just, when I, I just don't. Because here's what would happen. You get robots. You're in game seven. It starts raining and the robots shit the pants. <laughs> like, like, you know, anything with technology, something bad could happen. Um, and it just wouldn't register. So I don't think we'll see robots. So when I was a media relations intern for the iCubs, I sat next to every game when I did the pitch clock. I sat next to the head uh, minor league umpire guy who was you know oversaw all of them right and uh a story i don't think he said it but you know we were talking someone was saying how the umpire there's a there was a story going around how they're they are training for a robot to call balls and strikes the only the the reason there would still have to be a human there but all it would be for is to call Fair or foul down the line, mm. I would hate that. Yeah, but and I I just think it's a bad look. Yeah, so that's then why you're, you're taking humans there. out of uh, you know employment. Yeah, and you yeah, never want to do that. That's true too. All right, um, so I kind of want to just tell a little story about seeing the Cubs trophy. I did you know you didn't really say anything about it? Did you know yeah. it was coming? No, yeah, I knew. I just didn't want to get up early and go yeah. wait out in the cold because I figured was a yeah, hell there's of a line. shit ton of people. Exactly. So. Uh, but, yeah, so this story. But I did see your picture. Thanks for the invite. I would have gone with you. Would you have? Oh. 
Sorry, not, no, probably not. <laughs> just talking shit. All right. So uh, me and my dad and I, we uh, left work. We took an extended lunch, played a little hooky, and uh, we went to get, we went, waited in line. We're standing in the cold outside of the stadium to go see the Cubs World Series trophy. Me and, me and Brandon are both diehard Cubs fans. So, you know, had to see this. So here are some obstacles in my way of this trophy. Saw my ex. Yeah, I so, saw that. So that was there. fun. Uh, I actually said that to my girlfriend. It's like, yeah, pretty pretty ooh, fun. Pretty sure. Uh, uh, what's her name? Was a there? guy who was trying to get me in a pyramid scheme. I'm pretty You've sure been in that a couple times now recently. Yeah. So <laughs> I, so I met him once. And oh, is this I'm, the same guy? So no. So I met the guy once. Okay. I uh, took a hard pass. Uh, you know, sorry, I'm doing my own thing, trying to build this blog up from the ground up, brick by brick. <laughs> But uh, it honestly looked like the guy who I met once. I, you know, didn't analyze his face and know it by heart. But uh, he didn't say anything as I walked by him. So it might not have been him. But, you know, pretty awkward. And then just the wait in itself, I think we waited for two or three hours. Yeah. yeah pretty pretty, uh, pretty epic wait. But uh, I think it just goes uh, – it's, it's kind of a correlation – like the roller coaster yeah. of a season the Cubs had, and, and the roller uh, just, coaster of 108 yeah, years, yeah, more so of the 108 <laughs> years, I guess. But uh, patience is a virtue. Got got to see the trophy, got a picture with the trophy, and uh, it was a good pick. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool. So Tom, uh, Tommy A looks good, huh? Tommy A looks good. Tommy A looking good. Shout out. But uh, yeah, so I thought I just thought it was funny how I I saw the X, I saw I saw the pyramid scheme guy. And I had to, had to surpass that to get my trophy. So uh, there's that. But uh, moving right along, Drake will reportedly produce and host the first NBA award show in June. Is this just a ploy to scoop his <laughs> women crush every day, Doris Burke? Maybe. But I, honestly, uh, this is going to be really cool. Yeah. I think this is going to be really funny. Drake will be perfect for Right. This. Yeah, especially for, like, the first one to kick it off. Yeah. Uh, especially because the NBA players love Drake. Drake loves them. You know, he's got the ties with the Raptors. So I think this is going to be a really cool thing that's going to it's gonna really kick off. I got a line for you. Let's hear it. They say music and sports is so synonymous because we want to be them. <laughs> and they, they want to be, be us. What song? Oh, God. Uh, I have to remember. I, I think I know, but is it over? No. I think it's "Thank Me Now." Thank me, think. yeah. Am I right? Or "Thank Me Later"? It's "Thank Me Now" on the album "Thank Me Later." Okay. <laughs> Name that song. Yeah. Another. Segment. I'm one for two now. <laughs> we're good. We're good. I'm, I'm testing you. I'm yeah. Testing you. We're good. I knew the lyrics. I just yeah. You, you did. Know, you did. Put me on the spot. Well, I, you know, I had I had to throw in a little spontaneity yeah. in here. I like it. I like it too. All right. Moving on to kind of a, a more serious topic. Baylor fired dun, 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 its dun. assistant strength coach after being arrested in a po- prostitution sting. Uh, this is just on top of all the other shit that's going on in this program. This is some fucked up shit. Yeah, okay? Some 100%. fucked up shit that Baylor is in. And, uh, you know, what, what are your thoughts on this? Do you think that this school deserves the death penalty? Well, let me just start by saying any uh, college or program that is trying to get recruits off prostitution not a good luck not a good eventually luck. it's going to come out you know the louisville one yeah. came out with patino yeah. um and then now you get this and this one 
it's getting scarier by each detail that is like being released. Yeah. Let me throw this out there. These are, I believe, two separate stories, but it's fair to say that it all kind of gets lumped into one. Right. Thing. Because once it gets so bad, exactly. I mean, you throw anything at the wall, it's exactly. stick. I mean, we have one where they're gang raping girls, which, yeah. I mean, that's and then even, just despicable. Right. And, I mean, the prostitution sting is bad right. as well, but it just all gets lumped into one thing. But it's fair to say that they're two separate stories. But right. go on. Sorry. Um, and then also I saw a story that Kendall Bryles, which is Art Bryles, the head coach's yep. son, the offense coordinator, is now the offense coordinator at Florida Atlantic for uh, Lane Kiffin, was telling recruits that if you love white women, then go yep. to Baylor because there's a lot of white Heard women there. Heard about that as well. So, like, <laughs> man, it's just a shit Shady. storm. And, like, just – unbelievably corrupt stuff that you just can't imagine goes on and stuff that should never go on. It has no place for business um, in any sports program and is a disgrace. Uh, honestly, I don't, I don't know what you do here because the death penalty is such a harsh, I mean, you're basically uh, saying that that program's going to be shit forever. Mm-hmm. AKA look at SMU. I mean, they just, they've never recovered. Sure. Uh, so I, I don't know. You put them on a bunch of bands, take away a bunch of, uh, scholarships, make sure that every coach that's been there, been in place, gets fired or gets, you know, left, uh, you know, gets the hell away from the program um, because it's some, some bad stuff and it's some serious stuff. I oh, mean, yeah. this, uh, I mean, people could, are going to probably face jail time for this. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, you just, it's hard. Think of it as if you were a parent and Baylor came knocking on your door, you're not going to send your kid to Baylor now. I no. mean, just because of what – and it, it sucks because those people aren't going to be there anymore. So, yeah, exactly. I mean, Baylor just as a program is screwed. On a side note, uh, the I graduated from the University of Missouri in about like a year ago. Mac Rhodes, who was Mizzou's uh, athletic director, left Mizzou because Mizzou was such a shitstorm with the uh, black players protesting yeah. football, yep. all the stuff on campus. He left there to go to Baylor to be oh, the geez, athletic really? director. So, uh you know, good pick. Yeah, poor decision by him, and he's in a shit storm, and he's going to be in a really bad spot. And I don't, I don't know how Baylor recovers from this. And like the the thing about that is, Baylor's a pretty good basketball program, but Baylor's big sport for the last five, six, seven years has been football. Yeah, and I mean Baylor outside of that, Waco is a dog shit town. Yeah. I mean Baylor's really going to struggle from yeah. this, from a financial aspect, from people just attending their school. I mean, it's going to affect all sorts of different things. Yeah. All right, I'm going to skip a little bit. We've spent a lot of time on sports, uh, yeah. but uh, let, let's just let's throw the 49ers in there a little bit. Yeah. So uh, the 49ers hired John Lynch as their new GM, right. and then they just hired Kyle Shanahan as their new head coach. Right. Do you like these moves? Yeah, and Shanahan's been kind of presumed to be the head coach, yeah. but obviously. Was his head there in the Super Bowl? Yeah, I think so. I don't think, I mean, it's messed up. And the NFL, it's not like college where you have to worry about recruiting yeah. and, you know, all that stuff. Um, I like Shanahan, I think he's going to be a great head coach. I mean, the dude is a brilliant offensive mind. John Lynch is interesting. One of my favorite players, actually. Yeah, uh, for sure. I mean, he knows the game. Uh, how does that translate to, like, scouting and developing and stuff like that? I don't know. Um, but John Lynch is a really damn good guy to have around as a football guy. So, mm-hmm. um, I do like both the moves, and the problem is their roster is pathetic. Yeah, I mean, put it bluntly. Uh, so I don't know how much success right away they'll have, but if they give give them the proper time they deserve, um, those could be two really good moves. I think. 
Okay. Uh, any other sports topics you really want to touch on? No, I think we should probably move ahead to movies and get, I, our, I get our interview in. I agree. All right. So I talked with our resident superhero movie expert, Jordan Bryson, yesterday. Uh, we're hoping to get him on at least once a month, if not more. He's going to be a recurring member of the commission. JLB and I touched on all the latest news in the realm of superhero movies. So let's kick it to that interview. All right, guys, we have Jordan Bryson. This is our resident superhero movie expert on the phone. I think we signed you, uh, we, we have you signed on to be a recurring guest. Is that, is that cool? Maybe like yeah, once yeah, every month? Yeah, I mean, I, I was expecting more calls. I'm surprised you haven't called me even more. It's been a while. I saw a few reviews. I was like, thanks, right? I got a call up here soon. I know, right? We need to make we need to make this happen more. But uh, we we finally got you on the phone. So we ha- I, I personally have quite a few topics I'd like to talk to you about in the in the superhero movie world. So I'm just gonna get right into it. I'm gonna test your knowledge, and we're gonna see uh, if you have any knowledge, if you have any inside info for us, and what you just some of your takes all right you ready? Ooh, i hope i'm ready for it. i hope i you know i hope i don't do you know the fans out there justice hopefully you know i'm doing you guys justice out there for all you superhero fans hopefully i'm not saying the wrong stuff all right well first off first off um tell tell the people out there because we kind of rebranded and uh this is kind of a new audience so tell them uh how i mean are you are you down the middle when it comes to marvel versus dc are you down the middle do you lean one way tell them well, I, I, I root for them both, but you know, I, I'm not gonna lie and say I don't think I think Marvel did their their Marvels better, at least for the cinematic wise. But I DC has the potential to do a lot better. But you know, I root for them both. I'm not biased between either or. But if you had to say who's you know doing it right right now, uh, I'd have to go with Marvel. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. How about you? Hold up. How about you? I gotta let let, let my uh, questionnaire sure. ask me what you know. Is he down the line? Like what kind of Question you're gonna ask me to try to put me in a no, I'm not putting you on the spot. I just wanna, I just wanna show any bias. I, there is no bias, but of course, uh, I personally, I love Batman. I'm a DC guy. Uh, clearly, Marvel is beating them in the quality of their movies. I think lately, but uh, I would really like to see the DC extended universe really step up with these next couple movies. So I'm really yeah, yeah, for DC. Did, you, did, did you see that? Yeah, Ben Affleck backed out of directing. Well, Batman. that's that's uh, go ahead and. Uh, that's one of the topics we have for you, but that'll come a little bit later. Let me let me dive into these. Is that cool for you? Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Number one, we have the Flash movie is getting a rewrite from Joey Harold, the screenwriter from King Arthur, which uh, while they they signed him on while they're still searching for a director to replace Rick Famuia. Uh, do you think this is a bad sign for the Flash movie? Um, so they're getting a re- like did they state like why they were getting it rewritten like were there was there any reasons just they not like the script or was it too dark or I did not uh, like dive into the article that deep I just saw kind of the headline and I read the first couple things I saw it um, but I mean per- part of me thinks that this is okay because of the whole Rogue One how it got rewritten and uh, look how that turned out I mean Rogue One was amazing. And people, a lot of people are skeptical about that because of the rewrites. So I think that maybe it could, it doesn't have to be a bad sign, but I'm asking you, the resident superhero expert, what do you think? Do you think this is a bad sign for The Flash, or do you think it'll come out and be good because of these rewrites? 
movies do rewrites, but it just sounds bad just because, um, I mean, it, no, it, it, not saying it sounds bad, but sure. it could be perceived as being bad mm-hmm. just because, you know, DC's track records with their films haven't, you know, been, you know, hitting with the critics. So, like, a lot of movies go through this process, but it seems even worse with DC, like, you know, perception-wise, just because, like, you know, they've had some trouble and, you know, all this stuff going on in, the, in their studios. But, it, it, it personally, it's something that happens to a lot of the studios that do. They do rewrites. They have different things they want the universe to go into because these movies aren't just movies on their own. Like, you know, if you, you know, tweak something in Justice League, then you might have to tweak something in Flash that, you know, might, you know, go along better with it, you know, because sure. okay. these movies aren't independent. Yeah, you know, they're dependent on each other. That makes that makes a lot of sense, actually. That makes a lot of sense. Um, so moving along, uh, we're just going to go down this list and uh, reel them off for you. So Riza, who is a member of Wu-Tang Clan, he will direct an episode on Iron Fist, the Netflix series. Uh, does this make you excited or skeptical? Uh, it makes me pretty excited, honestly, just to see, you know, just the new flavor. You know, you don't want the same old, same old. So maybe putting in, you know, different, like, choreographer or just different creative, you know, spin on things. I, I'm, I'm pretty excited. I mean, okay. so, I, I think I it'll mean, be a good move. So RZA being the, the director for at least one episode, do you think that Iron Fist will kind of have a hip-hop flavor similar to Luke Cage? Or do you think it's going to be more of the cinematography aspect of it that he'll be think- influenced? I think it would be more the cinematography that he'd be influencing because I couldn't, I mean, because he's not really going to be the one to that you know, match up the music and all them. He's not like, there's not really the director who does that as much. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they, they approve of it. They're like, oh yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. But they're not really the, the ones that, you know, put in the music too, because that'd be a, a lot of work. Yeah. That would be a lot for one guy. <laughs> but yeah, some more of the cinematography, but yeah, I, okay. I think it'll be a good So move. you're, so you're excited for, uh, for Iron Fist though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When does that come out? I don't even know when that, uh, oh, comes I feel like I should know when this comes out. I feel like, is it next year, or is it this year for sure? Um, I mean, I guess it could be in 2017. I mean, I'm not, I'm not sure. I should have done I more actually, research. I apologize. The Donovan no, Entertainment yeah, no, is letting no, you no, down. No, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. No, you're good. Okay. All right, so moving on. You touched on this a little bit. We're going to break it down now, though. Ben Affleck will not direct the upcoming standalone Batman movie. Instead, he will just star in and produce the film. Is this good or bad news for Batman? He was super excited. Like he loves being a Batman. Wants to do, you know, he he's not all a part of the Batman. He even redesigned his whole basement with like the Batcave design. And this is something he really wanted to do. Was direct that he was vocal about it like months ago. And he said the script was good. He directed. And then all of a sudden he's not directing. So you're saying this is bad news, huh? I I'm, I think it's bad news. I think if he's saying something he doesn't like, or maybe he's like, oh, this is actually a lot of work. Maybe I need to, you know. Did they did they ever like put another director in yet, or they? I don't think they have uh, announced uh, a director quite yet. But uh, let me let me play a little devil's advocate for you real quick. So the the silver lining I could see, and obviously we don't know yet if it's going to be good or bad. We don't know the director. But think about this. I read a Screen Rant article, and it was saying how this could be a good move because just imagine he is starring in the movie, he's producing the movie, and then in his bat suit while he's playing the character, he's directing people too. It's just a lot for one person, and now he can focus more. 
So maybe there's a silver lining to it. But like you said, he was really, really uh, stoked about this, and it's kind of weird that he just kind of backed out. But maybe, maybe it's because he needed to focus more. So maybe we'll get a better product in the end. Do you think? Could you see that, or are you sticking to your bad news? Superman it is more of a directing and like story element that people were really were really you know frustrated about and Ben Affleck's a really good storyteller he's a good director he's shown that he can direct pretty good movies and you know he has good um, you know directing skills and to have someone you know to want to say hey I can come in and maybe fix this up something that he's really excited about and then all of a sudden not doing it so I don't know if it's you know maybe just you know uh, he's he's uh, you know he don't want to overwork himself or something like that sure. but, or will he even have like in, like any inputs in it like he could be like you know maybe like a little co-director and not really like not labeled as co-director but maybe hey have some influence in a guy that will come and do his thing and then Ben Affleck says hey maybe we can do it like this too so kind of like really a kind of like a Junior Soprano Tony Soprano Tony's really yeah. the boss but Junior has the title. Yeah, you know, and especially if he's ha- if he's one of the producers too, like he's definitely like heavily involved in it. Like, yeah. you know, he has cash, and then he's also Batman. So I mean, it it it, it, it raises some bad questions. I right? I wouldn't say it necessarily is bad, okay. but it raises bad questions. All right, all right, so. fair enough, fair enough. Okay, so we have some Aquaman news. Aquaman added, and I'm gonna uh, butcher this guy's name. Uh, Yaya. Oh, shit. No. no, you're good. Yaya Abdul Mateen as Black Manta and Nicole Kidman as the as the hero's mother. Uh, does this make you more excited about these casting updates? Uh, have you really heard anything more about Aquaman? See, Aquaman kind of intrigues me a little bit. He's kind of a different character in the DC universe. Uh, so, what what have you heard about that, and what what are your expectations for this one? Yeah, the thing I'm most excited about Aquaman is no other superhero film has you know done you know water-based superhero or anything like that yet. So I think the DC can really capitalize on here on Aquaman. So there's no expectations. It's uncharted territory, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, and you know they have a lot more freedom. No one's ever done it. It's you know it's it's new to you know the brand and like just to the you know the whole superhero brand. So something I think will get fans excited or could really turn people off. It's definitely a risk when you're doing something very new. But yeah, I mean they're casting good actors and Yeah. I mean those two those two uh those two actors are fairly big names, so I mean that that's gonna turn some heads in the D C extended universe. So pretty interesting casting moves there, so Cool, cool, cool. All right, moving along, DC's Black Lightning got a pilot order at the CW. Uh, what do you know about, do you know anything about this character? I really don't know anything. I was going to see if you uh, know anything. No, I, I, I do not know that. So, they, so, they, when, so when is it? It's going to be on the CW, you said? Yep, yep. And I, I really don't know anything more than that. I just, it was on uh, the Are You Entertained timeline, so I figured I'd throw it in there. But, uh can I just point? Out, did I stump the superhero expert, the dawn of entertainment? Point one. <laughs> you stumped yourself. You didn't know much about it either. That, that part's true. That part's true. <laughs> <laughs> you, you just threw it up in the air. No, no, no one came down with that's it. Fair, but, that's uh, fair. <laughs> I guess we're yeah, um, we're just giving people tidbits of news, so that 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 works. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, you know, if you know anything about this, leave it in the comment section. And exactly. You know, exactly. <laughs> you know, we need to re- <laughs> educate ourselves on what's it? Dark lightning or whatever. Black lightning. Black. Let's see this. Uh, I mean. What's it? 
When's it like going to air? You said you said they just confirmed the pilot. Yeah, they just confirmed the pilot uh, order by them. So who knows? It's in the future. Yeah, but I have some X Men news as well. So an X Men TV series is in the works, with the pilot episode scheduled to be directed by X Men movie director Brian Singer. It's set for film to start filming March 13th. What are your thoughts here? Think oh yeah, I saw that. That's X Files, isn't it? It's X Files. That's uh, what it's called. Is that what it's called? Okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure. Almost. Well. Yeah, I'm, I'm not as well versed in the the TV cinematic. Okay. Like I am, like I am the movies, but sure. you know, I do watch, you know, Marvel, Hidden to Seals. I watch some. I watch Daredevil and Jessica Jones. I'm almost done with Luke Cage. Sure. Show, so, by the way. So, do you think this could uh, be as popular as something like Agents of Shield? Especially with especially with an X Men movie director at the helm. Yeah, I think I think it could be, but it took Agents of Shields a while to get popular. Okay. Like it, it, it started off really like not bad, but not as well liked and kind of a little boring. And they had to switch it up, and it, like each season's got like really good. Like first season of Agents of Shields, you know, the first half was kind of boring. Then it got good. Then the second season became it was it was pretty good. And the third season was amazing. And then the fourth season right now is is pretty good. So exactly. you got to strap in for the long run, is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like if you can, you know have, you know, you know, all right reviews and you can keep developing these characters better and better and, you know, getting better stories. So if I mean if they able to, you know, have at least people be watchable and stuff, I think they can go far with it. That is one thing that T V has going for them is that the character development they can and we've talked about that in the past where you can do a lot more with these uh superhero, you know, shows that you couldn't do in movies, right? Yeah. But yeah, like for instance, yeah, you see like the Netflix they build up on the you know the bad guy and stuff like that more. Uh-huh. Because yeah, the, if one criticism that the Marvel Cinematic Universe gets all the time is that their bad guys are very shallow and it's just all about the heroes. But when you go to Netflix, they actually have time to develop you know the antagonist and get from his point of view and his perspectives and stuff like that, not just the hero's point of view and stuff like that. Okay, okay. Um, I also read an article on Screen Rant today saying that Chris Pratt. The star of Guardians of the Galaxy wants Star Lord to meet Kingpin on screen. Could this work? And would you be excited if it happened? Uh, well, I still see why he would, would win and why he would meet Kingpin. Like, uh, it's just, so you're saying? So you think he just pulled that out of his ass? Is what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, I mean, like, do, do you see those two characters? Like, do no, you see I, like any. I mean, because Daredevil and Kingpin are street-level kind of heroes, and then Star-Lord is obviously kind of uh, a galaxy in the space yeah, type guardian character. of the galaxy. Exactly. A guardian so of the galaxy. It would be super weird to mesh those universes, but who knows? I mean, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Kingpin, the character in itself. The, so, I mean, I think it would be cool. I don't know if it would work, but I would be a fan if it if they figured out a way to do it, you know? Uh, yeah, I just I just don't think yeah it would work. Like there would really be no like reason to like like would you have like Star Lord? And have know? they have they already confirmed that like the Netflix characters will not be in uh, Infinity uh, Infinity War? Has that been well, confirmed it, yet? Or it's it's on and off. They say no, and then they'll tease it, and they'll say no, and then like I don't know. It's just you know. See, I think that I would know, be really like, cool if the Defenders met up with the Avengers. You know, that'd be pretty cool. Uh, I think. Would you be? Would you be okay with that? 
I could, yeah, I could somewhat see it. I heard, like, for Infinity War, they're going to shoot it from a lot of different perspectives, so maybe they're not all together fighting, but maybe, like, they're, the fight's, like, you know, universal, and maybe they're all fighting different parts of it, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that'd be, that'd be all right. That'd be pretty cool. Because, hey, Infinity War started shooting not too long ago, like, a few weeks ago. Yeah, for sure. Um, back to back. Yeah. All right, and then... We got a ton of new trailers yesterday in the Super Bowl. Uh, so we had Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Logan, Transformers, Power Rangers. wasn't a Super Bowl spot, but it, it was a, they dropped their extended trailer, which I thought was really, really good. Uh, so out of those, what are you really excited for? What aren't you really excited for? Um, any, any trailers that really sparked your interest? Well... I I am really excited for this this Logan movie. I am really excited for the Wolverine movie. Honestly, I think, dude, I like how it's like a lot darker tone. Wolverine, it's just it's just this attention looks at all those trailers. It just looks like you know it's it's not gonna be a good time. Like these guys are going through some battles physically, psychologically. It just it just seems like like and, and it's rated R. I like that it's rated R. So now you could actually further get the Wolverine character because this character, you know, you know, is lightened down, toned down, just you know. He's been in like PG thirteen movies, yes, yes. and now you can start to see, you know, the more the aggressive side of Logan and how he's not such a nice guy and how how violent he is, how you know animal like Wolverine actually is, and I'm excited to see that. And this is going to be Hugh Jackman, I think, his last time as Wolverine, and I think he's he's going all out for it. And the dude looks freaking jacked. Yeah, he <laughs> took a pay cut. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And he took a pay cut for this movie to make it rated R, and you know how much of a fan I'm uh, of rated R movies so I'm I'm excited for this one too especially after the last Fox rated R movie which was Deadpool which yeah. I thought was and go was ahead and cool. pl- go ahead and plug your prediction you think Deadpool is going to show up in this Logan movie right I think I think I have like a cameo like I I I would want him to, wouldn't you want him to? Like, yeah, I think that'd be awesome. I, I think it would definitely work if you just kind of, in passing, show him because uh, how in Deadpool he was, you know, plugging Wolverine and Hugh Jackman and kind of making fun of him. So I think it could work. I think it'd be cool. So yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I mean, and it's rated R, so Deadpool can easily come in, exactly. you know, do some Deadpool stuff, and you know, that if that happens, you heard it here first on Are You Entertained, JLB. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, were you excited about the Guardians of the Galaxy trailer uh, in the in the Super Bowl? What did you think of that one? Honestly, I don't think I remember seeing that one. Was that one during one of the TV spots? Or was yeah, like yeah. So it was an early one. It might have even been before the Super Bowl, like pregame. Uh, and it wasn't really. It was just like a thirty-second spot, and it said, "Watch the extended trailer online." So I mean, it was another kind of teaser, but it was still cool. I think um, um, Drax kind of had a little joke that was pretty funny, and I'm I'm, I'm pretty excited for Guardians of the Galaxy. It, it, yeah, it's I, not my I, favorite. I, I, Marvel movie ever, but I, it's definitely cool. I like the humor in it. So, wait, have, have you still seen? Have you still not seen Civil War? Oh, you're gunning my life. No, I haven't. Oh, oh, oh Trey, <laughs> shut this podcast down now. What are you doing? What oh you man, doing? I'm a busy man. I'm a busy man. But no, I do need to see that one. I still need to see uh, Black Panther and Spider Man and that. And I, th- I, I'm pretty sure there's a, sp- a surprise character which I have yet to have been spoiled of who it is, but. Whatever. 
seen that one either I'm, I'm slacking man that's you why are, I have you are, that's why I have the resident superhero expert here <laughs> I'm glad you called if I would have listened to this and you haven't seen any of those making assumptions I would have to you scream in my life, room huh? <laughs> <laughs> I've left a nasty comment okay <laughs> my man um, so this kind of isn't really a superhero question but uh, the last Jedi that the the Star Wars Title was revealed. What do you think of that? Are you excited for that? Yeah, dude, that that, that sounds really menacing. Like, it, are they gonna do like I can how they did for uh, Empire Strikes Back? Or not Empire Strikes Back, but uh, yeah, Empire Strikes Back had like a darker tone to it and stuff like that. I, I mean, dude, it, I, oh, I think I think it is gonna be darker. I think uh, John Boyega, the guy who plays Finn, has said that it's gonna be darker. And then especially with Rogue One being as dark as it was, you know, they kill everybody off in the end. Uh, I think. It def in the success that that had. I think that it can definitely be successful if it's dark. I I really want to see a lot of lightsaber scenes, and I want to see you know either Luke battling Kylo Ren, Ray battling Kylo Ren, and then obviously I want to I want to know who Ray's parents are. So, so we'll yeah, I definitely yeah I definitely want to see a lot more lightsaber fights. They sure. only have one or like one fight. Like it's gonna be disappointing. But yeah, I mean, do you think like what? speculate on the movie what do you, you think Luke's gonna get killed off in well, this movie well so or? so originally after the Force Awakens I was thinking they were gonna kill off Luke but um I've heard rumblings not rumblings but I've heard rumors that he signed on to nine uh so I don't think he's gonna get killed off I just don't know I mean how but he could he could be a force ghost yeah he could be that's true that's true um but I think he'll mentor Ray, I think the first scene we're going to get, hopefully, in my mind at least, uh, I hope we get him training, Luke training Ray, and then I, I really want to see the Knights of Ren in action, so that probably won't be the first scene, but I want to see uh, Snoke and the Knights of Ren more developed, and I want to see that storyline as well, so hopefully we get that. Um, other than that, it's really hard to speculate because they don't, they don't really reveal anything and i kind of like that about star wars but uh we have till december to wait so uh we're counting down i guess i mean yeah no yeah definitely i'm, I'm excited to see the knights of Ren. i want to see that explored more see all the other for sure because sure. kyle's, yeah, kyle's the leader of it but yeah i want to see all the other people's talents and skills and yeah stuff like it, that. that would be really cool that'd be really cool and then my last and too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I really want to. I, I really hope there's a parallel between Snoke and Darth Plagueis. I feel like there has yeah. to be. 
But, yeah, Darth Plagueis the Wise. <laughs> yeah, so we'll we'll find out, I guess. And then, uh, so my last question for you, unless you have anything else, Power Rangers. It's not really a superhero movie. It kind of could be, I guess, whatever. But um, what have you even seen the trailer? Are you excited for this? Do you really care? What What are your thoughts on this one? I, I've seen the trailer, and like, at, like when I was first thinking about it, like before the trailer dropped anything, I was like, oh god, this is Corny. like. Yeah, it's about to be corny, but I mean, I've seen, I saw the trailer when I was, I forgot what, I think before I watched like Doctor Strange or something. Yeah, so that was the first trailer. I think they dropped a second one, which Mm -hmm. looks even darker, and they even, they even say ass in it. So I feel like if it's rated PG-13 and it has the same vibe as Transformers, I think it's going to be good. If it's PG, it'll be corny, and I don't think it'll be good. But But yeah, when I watched the trailer, it didn't look half, it didn't look half bad at all. I was like, oh god, this this, this kind of, it looks kind of dope. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And that comes out in March. So uh, that'll be kind of the first kick, the kickoff. It, does Logan drop in March too? I think, yeah, I think it does. Um, so both of those yeah, will kind sure. of be the first little taste of superhero movies for this year. So uh, we don't have too long to wait, about a month. So I know, it's, it's exciting. It's been too long. It's been since November since exactly. I last saw a movie, and that was Doctor Strange, or a superhero movie, and that was Doctor Strange. Well, Stephen Strange. There we go. Hopefully, hopefully it comes. Hopefully this year is a good year for movies. So we will. We'll, uh, we'll yeah. see. Any any last thoughts? Uh, any anything else that you have under that uh, that old superhero wisdom of yours? Well, um, I nothing nothing at the moment right now. I gotta you know go check out that new Guardians of the Galaxy trailer because I guess I didn't see it last yesterday. Sure. I got to do that. You definitely plugged me on that one. I got you. I got you. I'm the dawn of entertainment. I got you. <laughs> yeah, you keeping the you keeping the, you know you keeping the broad news. You know I'm keeping the in debt niche. You know, exactly. Exactly. We play our role. We play our role here. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Well, that is Jordan Bryson, our resident superhero movie expert. I am the dawn of entertainment. We're gonna kick it back to the podcast now. Okay, and we're back. So we just talked to Jordan Bryson. He broke down all everything in the world of superhero movies. So we're going to break down a little bit more into the movie and TV game. Uh, so favorite trailer from the Super Bowl. We have Baywatch. We have Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. We have Stranger, Th- Stranger Things Season 2, The Fate of the Furious, Transformers, Logan, The New Pirates of the Caribbean, Life and a Cure for Wellness. What was your favorite? Um, by default, Baywatch, just because I didn't think the rest of them were that great. Guardians of the Galaxy was good. I, yeah, it had it, those little... those two would be one too. But I, that one was, if I remember correctly, was short, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So they they did the whole thing where they said, "Go see the extended spot right. online." Yeah, which was popular this year. Yeah. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, that whole movie franchise could be kicked off the end of the earth. I wouldn't care. <laughs> Transformers, we are, don't need to see anymore. We we get it. Fate of the Furious, that movie series has been shitty for. Every Brandon single movie, franchise, so, all over the place, yeah, Logan, left and right. Logan, I'm gonna see because that movie looks good, but the X Men are dog shit too. Uh, Stranger Things I, it was just a weird ass trailer that I had no idea you, what it was. Did you see the first season? Not I at have all. yet to see that. I one figured either. that was gonna be a bad super movie, like uh, scary movie. Yeah, like the, from the preview. I don't remember life. What's a cure that was for the wellness? Alien one or the space one? Oh yeah, that looked dumb. Yeah. With Jake which Gyllenhaal, played, which has been yeah. Played this, out for I've God told sake. you my beef on this many times. And yeah. our listeners know I'm sick of Hollywood. space movies. 
Hollywood. Fan franchise movies, as you can tell. Franchise movies. Make something new, G. What's a cure for wellness? Do you remember? Uh, I don't really remember that one, yeah, but it did premiere. I, I I would have to say my favorite was Baywatch. I think this yeah. is going to be hilarious. I was really skeptical when this whole like thought process was thrown out, and like people were explaining what it's going to be in The Rock and stuff. But it actually looks hilarious, yeah. and it looks like a good movie. And I'm glad it's rated. I, I, yeah, you know, you know right, how I'm a fan of right. the rated R movies. So uh, that that should be good, but... And and I think Zac Efron is going to be, like, low-key really, really funny in that. Yeah, for sure, for so. sure. All right, so uh, I have to ask you, how was 24 after the Super Bowl? I know you're a fan. Right. Was it nearly as good as the original, and how was Dr. Dre? Uh, so 24, uh, this is obviously the new kind of spinoff without uh, Jack Bauer, which has been the main character for, I don't even know how many years they've been doing it now, eight or nine or something like that. Um, the first episode premiered right after the Super Bowl, and then that second episode was actually last night. Um, so I've watched both of them. Um, I'm optimistic. They were uh, As potential? Yeah, as every 24 season starts, they kind of throw multiple storylines at you, so they're just building on those and kind of building the characters right now. Um, but it looks like it's going to be a pretty interesting uh, show. Mm-hmm. So they got me hooked. Uh, I'm waiting for Tony Almeida, one of my favorite characters in the 24 series, to, to reappear. So Cool. Uh, but as far as I forget his name, but the guy who plays Doctor Dre straight out of Compton, he he's he's a good actor. He's a very emotional actor. Um, that's, so that's good. Yeah, I mean he he throws a different dynamic because Jack Bauer was like this cold hearted, just okay. You know, I'm gonna shoot you, and not give a shit about you. Uh, I'll kill anybody, even good guys. Um, and this guy, you can genuinely tell, like he's kind of an emotional. Uh, you know, he cares about his his. Uh, fellow squadron members that are kind of being, you know, plucked out. So it looks good. And then also I'm a big Jimmy Smith's fan, and he's running for president, and it looks like his wife is the head of the CTU. Um, So there's going to be some interesting storylines coming from that. So I'm excited for it. Cool, cool. All right, uh, we don't have to spend too much time on this because I know how we can fall in the rabbit hole of Star Wars and go forever. But um, we kind of, I think, did you send me the the link to the Ray Theory? I think you said uh, it, right? Probably. I probably don't even remember what it is now. Yeah, so the Ray theory of how the – spoiler alert for this. I mean, we don't know if it's going to be legit or not. But uh, we saw an article that has claims and it backs it up with a fairly good amount of detail how uh, Ray's parents are going to be Han and Leia. So, oh, ori- okay. Yeah, no, yeah you remember? Yeah, so I'm good now. Originally, after The Force Awakens, I think that this was kind of the the easy theory. I think that a lot of people. Luke and Leia's. What? That was or not Luke and Leia's. Han and Leia's. Han and Leia. I mean, I personally, if I had an the easy choice, I, I, I've obviously we've read a lot of. I thought the easy theories. choice would be Luke's. You, okay, that's fair. Okay. Maybe See, really, I don't know. Maybe now I'm second guessing what I thought when I first saw the movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just when when I first saw it, I immediately thought like, okay, they're gonna make. Ray fight Kylo Ren, brother and sister, head to head. That's just kind of what I thought, and I kind of, you know, Ray kind of had that moment with Leia where they didn't say anything, but you know, they hugged, and there was just kind of an emotional little thing. Okay. Um. So I think that's just kind of the easy theory. Yeah. And this, I mean, it backed it up pretty hardcore. They even went for I don't even remember what it was called, but like the Star Wars dictionary where they have. You know, this and that, and they talk about the books and stuff like that. Right. So um, do you think this is going to happen? No. I think anytime fan mail like that gets written, Star Wars probably, if that is what's going to happen, just 
X's it out, moves on to the next theory. Okay. So, no, I don't think that's what's going to happen. Uh, so, I, th- I just think that's too easy. I think that's too predictable, and Star Wars is so unpredictable. And it would shrink the, you know, the universe, the universe by so much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So do you have a theory that you'd like to say quickly just what you would like to see? I know mine. Um, you want me to say mine? Sure. Okay. So I think we've talked about it in a previous podcast, but – Anakin reincarnated. No, that shit. It'd be so hard, but it would be cool. Am I right? Uh, But here's the thing. It would be hard. And how would we even know? Exactly. What are they going to do? Just show us Anakin side by side to Rand? We're going to be like, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't know how they would do it. but Or is she going to like get possessed by a demon and be like, I'm Anakin. (laughs) I don't understand how you cinematically do Here's another little. uh, I think I saw it on Screen Rant or something. But uh, they, they... they made a proposal of how Anakin should actually come back in, in this one. And mm-hmm. as a force ghost, obviously, because of how Ray had the force vision and how that could work. Would you be a fan of that or not? Nah? I wouldn't be opposed to I it. I just, I would like to see, I would like to see some connection with the prequels. Don't yeah. throw them under the rug. Like, <laughs> yeah. At least okay. connect them in a All little right, bit. Ready? Here's right? my, here's my bold prediction right, and it. it will relate to the prequels. She's Mace Windu's kid. <laughs> okay. Okay. No, but prediction though, eventually, eventually Finn and Ray are gonna have light skin Jedi babies. <laughs> we'll never it's see be beautiful. them have babies. They could maybe kiss once or Yeah, but eventually but... when they come back with uh ten, eleven, and twelve yeah. and I'm gonna be the screenwriter for number ten, <laughs> I'll write that in there. <laughs> so there's that. All right, anything else on Star Wars? No, I'm good. Okay, so uh, kind of a little segue. Diego Luna, a.k.a. Cassian Andor from Rogue One Star Wars, will play Scarface in an upcoming reboot. This movie also lost its signed-on director. Are you interested in a a Scarface reboot? No, the first Scarface is one of the most overrated movies of all time. I could see it. I mean, I like it. It's not that good. It's just cuss words and cocaine. All right, little little plug though. Did you have you ever seen the video of the elementary play of Scarface? I, I, oh my god! I saw it is like hilarious. the video. I didn't watch the whole thing, but what I did watch, yeah, it was pretty funny. Oh my god! The girl, the little girl who plays, and I have I haven't seen Scarface in forever. Right. But the main girl, Tony Montana. Oh, the girl, the girl, yeah, yeah his girl. He goes, Tony. All you do is murder people and snort cocaine. <laughs> this is elementary uh, kids. Like, <laughs> well, well, how were their kids, like their parents, okay with but that? But the thing is, the parents applaud in the end. That's oh, yeah. The funny part. It, was, like, it was hilarious. God. They had to love how it. How did they get the okay for that? Yeah, I don't know. They hilarious. must live in a, a crazy uh, school district. Yeah. I, I don't know if I'm a fan of the Scarface reboot, but I think they did find yeah. the right guy for it. I think he'll be good. Yeah. So I, it's just again Hollywood's out of ideas, so exactly. it's remake and reboot and whatever. Wait till Martin Scarcese, aka your boy, aka the Dawn of Entertainment, rises to the forefront of Hollywood. I'm coming. Yeah, he'll be doing sequels to Power Rangers. And- hey, I wouldn't be opposed. <laughs> Got to make that money, but you yeah. know my signature movie is going to be the mob movie and all that. Coming soon to a theater near you. Yeah. All right. Um, Leo DiCaprio signed on to star in and produce an early mob drama called The Black Hand. It'll be a true story about the Italian Sherlock Holmes. Interested? Yeah, anything Leo does, I'm interested in. So Anything I, Leo and anything mafia, yeah, I'm interested. So, 
It'll be interesting. That'll be know. dope. It'll also be fun because, like, we've never really seen, like, a really funny Leo. You know, like, or not, like, a fun, but, like, a witty yeah. Leo. Like, so I, I want to be, I want to know, like, it, will he have that wit? Kind of like a Joe like Pesci? like a Sherlock Holmes type thing, you know? Yeah, kind of like Joe that'd Pesci. That'd be cool. Yeah, I think that'd be, be right an that. interesting side of a Leo. For sure, for sure. All right, moving on. These are just some tidbits. We don't really have to spend a whole lot of time on them. Uh, Tony Dow has reportedly signed on to direct a comedy about Star Wars fan fans called the Lion Kings. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how that will Tony Dow over. played Wally Cleaver in Leave it to Beaver. Other than that, it's uneventful. Okay. Universal Studios won the bidding war for the Michael Bay-produced script about a Trump-like dystopian uh, future world, and it will be called Little America. It's set to it, it's set in a future where a U.S. president has bankrupt America and China has called in its debts. You hmm. think this will be funny or not? Nah? Could be scary. Yeah, for real. This is because it could be real life. Yeah, for God's sake, this, this could happen because we owe China trillions of dollars. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Interesting, like, like, interesting well, the, like thought. Yeah, interesting thought, uh, and then interesting to see like, what does the pre- like? Do they make him look like Trump? Yeah, you know, because exactly. that would make it a little bit more funny. I don't think they'd get away with that, honestly. Right. But so, we'll I don't know. Uh, you know, we probably Ma- Michael Bay so like hit or five miss. years. Yeah, yeah. So who knows? I don't know. We'll see. Okay, James Cameron is reportedly done writing Avatar. Avatar or James oh, Cameron Avatar. Yeah. I believe two, three, and four are in the works, so that'll be. And I think aren't they doing like seven? Yeah, and I, yeah, it's going to be crazy. Uh, the initial sequel is set to start shooting this summer. Uh, Do you think they'll ever see the light of day? I, I, mean, I, 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 I don't know what the sequel to Avatar is. Like, I don't, I don't get what it would be. Also, Avatar's fucking stupid. <laughs> it's, uh, they're, they're trying to get something called unobtainium. That is fucking stupid. I think, Unobtainium. I Unattainable. <laughs> Dumb-ass movie. Okay. If it wasn't for the cool special features well, that's what, that's what it James is. I mean, Cameron, that was like the f- then no one would give a shit about this movie. But, go, but Trey, here's the thing. Go watch it on a little-ass TV screen and just follow the plot, not the cool shit around it. Follow the plot of the movie and come back to me and you'll be like, be yeah, trash. that was a fucking horrible movie. Okay. All right. I'll have to do that on the next podcast. I'll, I'll report back. Mel Gibson and Vince Vaughn will star in an upcoming movie about poli- police brutality. I'm just going to move on. I'm just going to. Yeah, I would be curious. I would be interested in that movie, though. Okay. Yeah. I, you know, it's in, it'll be interesting to see Vince Vaughn in a serious role. You know, hit or miss with the true detective role, yeah. but. He's done a couple, but. Yeah. Uh, this would be. Mel, right. Mel Gibson kind of looks like a, like a, uh, <laughs> someone that would like be a. A cop. A cop yeah. that would yeah. abuse people. So yeah. he'll fit right in. All right, Lena Dunham, uh, who is Probably the star. Probably Dunham. I don't know. That, yeah, sorry. Yeah, that. Yeah, what Brandon said. Uh, sh- she said that they are going to do a girls movie. Girls is uh, the HBO Kelsey series. Kelsey Grammer. Um, I am personally, I, I don't watch the show. I don't know if you do, but. No. Nah. Isn't that the, I think that's the show Kelsey Grammer wrote for, but. I could, could, could you wrong. could be right. I um, couldn't really tell you. I think they just had like an anniversary of that show or something. Because yeah, I saw I, that the oldest Obama daughter was there. Huh. Uh, and I think I think they're in their last season, or this last season mm-hmm. is about to premiere. So gotcha. that's why that's in the news lately. Uh, the Trolls director Mike Mitchell will direct the Lego Movie sequel. Did you like the first one? Yeah, the first one was pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty. And good. I've, I've heard really good things about Trolls, so I yeah. think that this actually could be really. And good honestly, too. I wouldn't be opposed to going to see Lego Batman. I think oh yeah, that no, that looks fun. actually really funny. Yeah, I'm, pretty I'm good in, for an animated movie. 
Yeah. And then Sarah Paulson, we both are fans of her. Uh, she will star in Amazon's Craigless Killer, Craigless Murder movie, Lost Girls. So interesting little tidbit there. Uh, any any other thing you got for the movie TV realm? Uh, I don't think so. I saw Vertical or Deepwater Horizon, which okay. was really good. Solely, I saw that. Yeah, that was pretty good. Now you see me too. Wasn't bad. That's my update. Cool, cool. Always good to go back and see movies. Yeah, can't go wrong. All right, let's move to music. So yeah. the big album that just dropped is Big Sean's "I Decided." Um, what'd you What'd you think of this? I mean, are you, are you through with the whole listen? Or? Right. So I've listened to this whole album once. Obviously, the one with Eminem, and then Sunday is it Sunday morning jetpack? Sunday morning jetpack. Yeah, uh, I've listened to that quite a few times. Um, initial thoughts. I thought you saw kind of a bunch of different styles from Big Sean. Yeah. Maybe I was wrong. I don't know. No. I, I thought I thought that there was different little cohesive messages um, yes. within each song. Uh, Eminem absolutely killed his verse, and I was so pumped for that. Murdered it. Um, Sunday morning, Jetpack, uh, we were talking off air, and I think you said something that was kind of like Chance's uh, Blessings. Yep. And I agree with that. I thought that was Actually, really Actually, let me plug real quick. Yeah, go my, for it. My... Uh, Haters will say it's Illuminati blog series. I actually wrote my first part in the blog series about the correlation between Sunday Morning Jetpack, Ultralight Beam, and Chance the Rapper's Blessing. So, uh, yeah, there's that. But um, go on, sorry. The one with Jeremiah Light. Really I like really, that one. Really That's really probably like that the, the most underrated on the album, yeah, I think. I thought that one was really, really good. So, overall, I really like the album. Um, to me, it's right up there. I think eventually, once I give it more of a listen, I think it'll be better than um, what was Dark his Sky last Paradise. one? Yeah, Dark, Dark Sky, Sky Paradise. Paradise. Um, but so far, I've, I've really, really liked it. And th- okay. Those three songs have really stuck out to me. Okay, so uh, here's my take on this album. So I think it's Big Sean's best album. Yeah. Uh, I think there is a cohesive theme, and I'll go ahead and spoil it. Spoiler alert. Um, I think the cohesive theme and concept of this album is kind of a second chance. And, uh, you know, you messed it up with your girl. You messed it up with your job. You're broke. Your family. And your family. And this is just kind of a second chance. I think right. that theme is embedded throughout the whole album. The I would have liked to have seen the theme played out a little bit more. Uh, we kind of see it with the narration of, it honestly sounds like a girl, and I don't even right. know if it's supposed to be his mom or his grandma. I think grandma, but I could be you wrong. Think? Okay. The only thing I'm – the only confusion there for me is um, the album cover, and he's explained it on, I think, Jimmy Fallon, where it's him standing beside an old man who he said is supposed to be him in the future. So – and it, it doesn't really sound like a man, the narration, but, um, you know – in the first, I think the intro, and it, which isn't a song, I think that narration says in first person, he goes, I messed it up with um, my job. I'm stuck in the same job for 45 years. Mm-hmm. I messed it up with her. So he, it, I mean, I, that's why I think it could be him in the future. Right. You know, I'd have to go sense, back yeah. and listen to it more times to really pick up on that. But um, I would have liked to have seen those skits more throughout. I think we have three or four of that narrative piece in different songs. 
I would have liked to have seen more of a full circle in the end. I really liked the conversation with his mom in right. the end. Song, yeah. um, I, I got goosebumps, actually, mm-hmm. when I heard that. It was really cool. Uh, I really thought it. Some, sometimes when you hear voicemails on a song, you think, is this played out or is right. it not? I truly think that was a genuine conversation because he's like, he's like, damn, that's deep, deep. You feel like that, mom. I, I really think that was genuine and real. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I so my my uh, my not knock of this album, but my my take is I would have liked to have seen the concept played out more. I think it was his best album in his discography, but. Um, I, I, to me, it was his most complete album. Yeah, exactly. Where, like I said earlier, you saw different styles and I different More flavors of Big Sean. Right. More versatility. Uh, my personal favorite song is Sunday Morning Jetpack. I, I'm just – so I'm a big picture guy when it comes to rap. I like – the way I think about it is I like to see if an album or a song will make a dent in the game years to come. Right. So, I, I mean – Bangers are fun and bangers are cool, and you know Metro Boomin is on a bunch of. I think he's on three or four songs on this album. Um, and those are all fun and cool, and they're they make for good lead singles. But this the songs that really make a dent in hip hop and really have a message are songs like Sunday Morning Jetpack. Right. Um, and I also really like the one with the Flint, Michigan choir. Yeah, that was the bigger that was than me. Really I really good. thought that was that was really good. Um, I mean, I'd even go as far to say as Sunday Morning Jetpack is an early contender for Song of the Year. So, well, I mean, we haven't had much. Exactly, it's a big problem, and there will be a but, lot more. Right, to come, but, but no, I I think it has that kind of potential. Yeah, I don't sure. disagree. So um, also, I would say this. I to me, my favorite Big Sean project um, is Detroit. Oh, Detroit's really uh, good. But I think this this one has those deeper, yeah, uh, you know, type messages, and I think this eventually, to me, will overtake as Big Sean's best and most complete uh-huh. project. Yeah, I think the song that really exemplified his growth as an artist the most is "Voices in My Head." Um, you kind of get like it's kind of like that Kendrick thing where he does a different voice and it represents mm-hmm. either Lucifer or you know the voices in his head. The, the he kind of does that where demons. he goes like short like this and yeah. he talks like this and he goes really fast. So um, I just think that was different and that mm-hmm. was cool and the fact that he tried that and showed that versatility. Right. I think that is really a song that exemplifies his growth as an artist. So this- I like that one. This album to me was something that I wanted to see Drake try more on views. Okay. I could, where I could see where that. it was because uh, he, he talked about views being like going through the different seasons in Canada. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that or not. But if he could have gone through different phases of in his life or, you know, what the future, stuff like that, yeah. that Big Sean tried to tackle here, mm-hmm. I think views not only would have had mainstream success, I think that would we would have been More able to say it would have been yeah. Drake's best album. Sure. So I thought Big Sean, I thought Big Sean took a lot of risk in this album. Yeah. And I like that because, it, I mean, he didn't suck at it. Mm-hmm. I thought he did a damn good job. So uh, props to Big Sean on this album. Uh, you know, each album he does, I think I've become a bigger fan. Yeah. So. Yeah, um, I, I have to give my take on the Eminem feature. Yes, absolutely fucking murders it. Yes, he does. God, Eminem's back. I, you know, I I really hope with that this, this is kind of his coming out party right. for 2017. And mix this with campaign speech. Yeah. I mean, he's just been killing oh, it. With so this. it's just bars. I mean, right. this this is more of like a song. Mm-hmm. Campaign speech was more of 
a bar for bar, freestyle. almost a freestyle. Right. Yeah. But uh, it's apparent that uh, Eminem does not like Trump. Yeah. Calls him a bitch. Calls him a bitch. Which I, I'm not mad about. No. <laughs> but uh, Stay I, like Trump. I said, I really hope that this is Eminem's coming out party for this year. I really hope it snowballs into him being in more features, in the news more, and eventually coming out with a new album. So, uh, obviously, when he came out with Campaign Speech, he said he's working on a new album. So, obviously, we're all waiting and hoping that this year will bring us a new Eminem album. So, this feature is definitely a a good thing. Right. You know, so... Really, really pumped about that. And uh, like you said, the Jeremiah feature, really, really enjoyed that one. I really liked the song with uh, Jenea Keough and uh, their little group, 2088. I would have liked that song to have been longer. I really vibed with that song. Mm -hmm. Um, Another kind of just random tidbit that I thought of listening to this album a couple times, um, I believe it's Halfway Off the Balcony, and I really like that song. That one and Jump Out the Window are, I think up there for my favorites as well as Sunday morning jetpack and no favors. But, uh, um, I think halfway at the balcony, the very beginning of it sounds very similar to S D P smoke, some drink, some pop one from Travis Scott, okay. uh, just kind of, a just a kind of tidbit that I picked up on and I may be wrong going back and listening to Travis Scott's song, but thought that was kind of interesting at the similar sounds. But, um, yeah. So any, uh, Anything else you have with this album? Um, no, I think I got most of uh, what I wanted to say on there. Okay. All right. Big Sean, I decided to go check it out. Uh, we're hoping to have a video review, a little more in-depth piece for you guys coming soon. So be on the lookout for that on our Facebook and on our Twitter and on the website. Moving on to Grammys. The Grammys are next Sunday. And our next podcast this is a bi-weekly podcast, so we won't catch that week. It'll be the next week that we do our next podcast, so it'll be old news. So we had maybe to we some... should do a Grammy recap okay. show. Yeah, I'd be down for a Grammy specific show. That'd be cool. Um, so yeah, let's do some Grammy predictions. I know when the nominees first came out, we kind of broke them down, but uh, let's make our official picks. And I didn't obviously I didn't make uh, write down all of them because we'd be here forever and we've already been here for yeah. an hour. But uh, <laughs> start from the bottom. Start from the bottom. Okay. Yeah. All right. So best rap album. Yeah, yeah. I'm guessing we're both gonna agree here. Okay. Uh, all right. You coloring... want me to reel them all off and then we'll say. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. All right. We have Chance the Rapper, Coloring Book, Kanye West, The Life of Pablo, De La Soul, and the Anonymous Nobody. DJ Khaled, Major Key, Drake by Views with Views. Schoolboy Q, blank face LP. What do you got? I'm guessing we'll have the same. I'm going coloring book Are you? chance. Yeah, I think. Wow. I think. Yeah, I think that's just from a, a a complete package, song by song. I think that is the best album. I understand Drake's had the the commercial yep, success yep. reviews, and you know I could be wrong. Maybe they value that more than the other. Yeah. Uh, but I think this is the year of chance. So I, I go with chance. Okay, so this is a really interesting. I mean, obviously, I'm a big rap fan, so. In itself, I love this category, but I really do think that it is a very intriguing right. category I, with, I, with the nominees. I think, to me, it's. I think there's only three that can actually win. Do you agree with that? I agree with that. With Coloring Book, Life of Pablo, and Views? I agree. Okay. And so the first two, Coloring Book and Life of Pablo, I think um, I think if they do win, it's, it's because the Grammys want to pave the way for stream-only albums. Right. 
don't get me wrong, I, they both deserve it. I think Chance deserves it more so because of the uplifting positive vibes. And Chance was on and Chance, Kanye's, and, and that was the best song yeah, on and, Kanye's album. Yeah, Chance, it was, 2016 was just the year of year chance. chance. He killed it. He's a mainstream artist now. He is a household name in the hip-hop community. Um, he was on the he's on the front of magazines. He was in the news. He was at festivals. Was commercials all over. He was doing commercials. He, he just killed it. And I think to re- to put a bow on it, I think it would be amazing for him to win this Grammy. Mm-hmm. I hope it happens. I I think it could happen. Um, the only way I see Kanye winning is if he went and bitched and cried to the Grammys enough yeah. to where they're like, Jesus Christ, fine, here's your Grammy. Yeah, see, I just think the Grammys are, like, sick of him at this point. I know. And it's almost like, nah, almost like Trell Owens not getting in the <laughs> yeah, Hall of exactly. Fame. Yeah, that's a good parallel. They're just going to be That's like, good. no. Yeah, I can see that. Um, yeah, I, I, the, the compelling part of this category is views. Right. So obviously, I mean, it was a good album. It was really good and it had a lot of commercial success. I mean, not like one dance were at the top of the charts all of 2016, but, um, it'll be interesting, interesting to see if the Grammys go more for commercial success or more for, you know, right. The art, like based off what each song and the the whole compilation yeah, of the album. Exactly. So I mean. So what's your prediction? I, I'm going chance. You're going chance. Be- partly because I want it to happen, and right. I could see the stream only thing. Cool. Uh, long answer. Sorry. Long answer. But uh, okay. Move best, the best rap song. Yep. Best rap song. We have all the way up by Fat Joe. Famous by Kanye. Hotline Bling by Drake. No problem by Chance and Ultralight Beam by Kanye. What do you got? I went ultralight beam Ooh, by Kanye. I uh, love it. We agree see, here. Yeah, because to me, I mean, that's just the best song. I yeah. mean, that has uh, from the the, the, the choir the message, singing man. it, yeah, to the Kanye part, then to Chance coming in, and yeah. uh, that song to me is the, the total package. It was the best rap song to me yeah. of 2016. So I, I think that wins. I, I think it does too. I I think you hit it right on the head. Uh, so moving along, best urban contemporary album. I threw this in there just because I wanted to talk about my boy. Yeah. Um, so I'll <laughs> reel him off. Uh, Lemonade by Beyonce. Oligoli. I think I probably said that wrong. Ology. 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 Ology by uh, Gallant. We Are King by King. Malibu by Innocent Pack. And Anti by Rihanna. Yeah. So uh, I think it's very clear cut probably who will Lemonade. win. You pick Lemonade. Yeah. I, I, I circled Lemonade, but I put next to Malibu. I would love to see this right. happen. Honestly, honest, I, don't, I don't know if you've gone and checked this one out yet, but it is an amazing top-to-bottom bottom album, and Anderson Pack is going to kill it in 2017, mark my word. And uh, So how I'd like to see it play out would be give Beyonce the album of the year if you're going to, and then give Malibu this love. Yeah, but you can't do that. But you can't do that. So uh, I have to pick Lemonade, but I'd love to see AP win this one. So uh, moving on to song of the year, we have Formation by Beyonce, Hello by Adele, I Took a Pill in Ibiza by Mike Posner, Love Yourself by Justin Bieber, and Seven Years by Lucas Graham. This this is hard. Um, I know. The one song that I know is not going to win is I Took a Pill. I agree. Like, I, I don't see so, that. I was super all. surprised when yeah, I saw I don't know this how that was nominated. nominated but, yeah. Um, I, this is hard for me. Uh, 
I'm I'm going with Love Yourself by JB. You're a JB guy when it comes to <laughs> I think JB had such an incredible year. Yeah. Um, and that song was, I mean, that song was, it's probably still on the top of the charts. I mean, uh, it's probably. been all over the it's place. It's a good song. So I like it. It is song. a good song. Uh, to me, I JB's think, an asshole and a dick, but he makes good music. Right. To me, I think Seven Years um, has a really compelling case, and I yep. wouldn't be mad if that wins. I agree. That'd be pretty cool. Um, and then Beyonce and Adele, God, I just, I, those two are going to be battling all night. I just don't know who's going to win. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so I'm just staying away from those two. Okay. So you're, you, I mean, what was your pick for me? What? Love yourself. Lo- oh, you love yourself. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay. So I, what I want to win, seven years because I love that song. Yeah. I love it. Overplayed. Radio it, overplayed. It, it. Overplayed. I know. I know. I know. You're not a fan of that. And it's weird. What the song? Yeah. No. She's like, go weird part get is yourself that he a says friend he drank, or get yourself uh, a girlfriend. liquor at like 11. Jesus. Yeah, and then at like 7, his parents told him to go get a girlfriend or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like, it is, it is kind Fourth of grade so. girlfriend love. Uh, so I think Formation's going to win this, though. Yeah. That's I mean, I, I won't be surprised. I, I, I don't know. The, the album of the year and song of the year are the two toughest. I mean, yeah, I, I just sure. I don't know because anything could happen. Um, and there's not. I mean, obviously, for album of the year, we're going to get to it. But I, we, I think we can both say there's one for sure that won't win. Yeah. At least in our eyes. But in both like, categories. But, but yeah, but the four other ones are just so damn good. Yeah. Um, and so deserving. They that couldn't I, get mad it, either It's way. hard, right? Yeah. All right. Album of the year: Twenty Five by Adele, Lemonade by Beyonce, Purpose by Justin Bieber. Views by Drake and a Sailor's Guide to Earth by Sturgill Simpson. And maybe this will be was it Beck that won last year? Yeah. I mean, maybe oh this God. will if, pull off the upset. And dude, we, if that something happens, something that we'll I have no idea. Pissed. Right. Uh, a lot of people. But I don't know. I, literally, um, two minutes ago, I closed my eyes and just circled one <laughs> because I, I I don't know who's gonna win this. Okay. I, I don't. I like. I have no idea. What'd you land on then? Uh, purpose. Believe it or not. Wow. Okay. Uh, so I'm going with with Beeps. Uh, I'm riding the Beeps train hard. I'm I'm a believer for the there Grammys. You go. There you go. Um, but I mean, Lemonade has an amazing case to make. Uh, won't be mad at that. Uh, Adele, 25. She takes a couple years off and comes back and just kills kills it. it. Yep. Um, and then even Drake with Views. I mean, it just had so much success. You go back to the commercial success, right? Yeah. And, and it's it's Drake. I mean, I don't think. Beyonce is huge. Beyonce is a superstar, but I think Drake is even bigger right now than all of. I would those agree with that, that especially with the radio aspect. Right. I mean, he's at the top of the charts there. Right, and then Purpose. I mean, it's had so many. It, that one's had really good, uh, oh, yeah. you know, commercial success, sure. and that's been all over the charts too. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. I, it's going to be me, to me. This is why I I lean towards Bieber in some of these categories. I think. Adele and Beyonce somehow like cancel each other out, like the people that are voting for them. That's an interesting take. Maybe cancel okay. each other out, and then it comes down to I don't think Struggle Simpson's going to yeah. get very many like votes or whatever. Don't jinx it though. Right? Yeah, please. And yeah. then you know it comes down to the two Canadians. So, <laughs> all right, I'm going to go Lemonade. I've said this before on this podcast that I think that this is Beyonce's version of Kendrick Lamar's "To Pimp a Butterfly." which I think is the best, at least, rap album of all time, my favorite, uh, just the cohesive message. Um, I just think that the way that Lemonade tells a story is amazing, and you factor in the visual aspect of it, the HBO short film. I, I can't vote against Lemonade. It's just it's so good. I mean, yeah, it is what it is. I mean, it, it, made, it made guys fear 
their girls. Yeah. Because they're all getting cocky and shit and saying I'm I'm the shit, which they are. They're, we love we we love y'all women, <laughs> but you know that's what Lemonade did, and I think that much of an impact it had. I think you can't go you can't not give it album of the year. Right. So that's that's my take. But all right, moving along to just other little tidbits of music news. Um, first off, Fifty Cent's son dropped a diss song about Fifty Cent. 50 probably can't even come back because 50's been so whacked the last three years. Um, interesting. I don't know. Like, doesn't Will Smith's son not like Will Smith? Like, isn't there some beef there? Like, Jaden Smith? Yeah. Huh. I don't I know. know. Maybe that, I made but... that up. I don't know. I mean, maybe he's just trying to be famous. Yeah. Have I listened to this song? I don't listen to dog shit. But, <laughs> yeah, this is just a uh, dysfunctional family, I guess. Yeah. But uh, I would like to see 50 Cent back in the music game. That'd be all right with me. Um. If it, if it was good, 50. If it not, was, if not it was like, Get Rich or Die Trying, 50, which yeah. uh, had a birthday this past week. Cool. So, interesting little thing there. Uh, moving on, Faith Evans will be dropping a joint album with her late husband, The Notorious B.I.G. The album will be called The King and I. Are you interested at all in this? Is I, think gonna, they, I think they recently dropped a song with Snoop Dogg. So, is this going to be, like, from the vault, like, songs? I, you see, that I don't know. I haven't listened to the song with Snoop yet, but... Um, if, I would have to think it would be. It could be cool. Yeah, I think uh, it could be cool. I, I always think it's weird when they release dead yeah. people's music, but yeah. I think uh, it has to be really good for right it for to her to live even, up to that. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's cool in the sense that you know, look, she was married to the guy, so yeah. it, it's cool on that level that it's not just some people trying to get rich and exactly. release and stuff. So I agree with that. Uh, I think it, I think it would be deep, meaningful, and I think it would be cool. Cool. All right, uh, some Grammy performances now. The Weeknd will perform with Daft Punk. My boy Anderson Pack will perform with A Tribe Called Quest. And Chance the Rapper, Sturgill Simpson, William Bell, Little Big Town, Gary Clark Jr. And I think they just added Tori Kelly to the list of Grammy performances. Uh, which one of those are you really excited for? If at any. Uh, Anderson Pack with Tribe Called Quest. Will, will be they will dope. probably do something really, really cool. Yeah. Um, but well, they have a song together. Right. Yeah. Uh, which is really good. I love no, that. No, but one. I'm talking about like the stuff that they, they would okay. do with it, I think could be really cool. And then I, Chance, I think, is just going to have so much energy. Oh, man. That it's going to just bring down the house. I'm telling you, that will be the memorable, yeah, the memorable I, I performance so. of this, of these Grammys. So. Really interesting. I, and you, you can't go wrong with The Weeknd and Daft Punk. That's just going to be a weird, right. trippy, cool Very performance. Very pop song. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. They'll probably do Starboy right. and I Feel It Coming, which yeah. good. Starboy will probably blow it off, too. I mean, that'll yeah. probably be pretty cool. Love that album, by the right. way. So uh, there's that. Uh, Justin Timberlake told Variety that he's working hard in the studio right now. Do you think we're going to get a new JT album this year? Oh, well, I we, hope we do. I hope we do, too. I'm More importantly, though, let's get JT back into acting. Sure. Because he be cool is with a that great too. actor. He's hilarious. Good actor. Go back, uh, do this album, and go make some movies. Exactly. All right. Well, do you have anything else, sir? I think I'm good. All right. It's been fun. Yeah, it's been this, a good this show. It's been a good one. All right. So uh, I am Trey Alessio, the Dawn of Entertainment, alongside Brandon Ogden, the Consigliere. This is Are You Entertained? Uh, keep it locked for uh, biweekly podcasts. Uh, we're going to be doing more video. We're going to be putting out more content on the website. We mm-hmm. just got new logos. So we're really, we're, we are really trying to build this thing. And we might have a pop-up. Where we might just do a little Grammy uh, yeah, podcast show. Yeah, so 
Um, we're, be on we're the just, lookout for that. We're, we're just going to be uh, getting out more and more content. We're really trying to build this thing. So uh, hop on the bandwagon, and uh, we won't we won't lead you in the wrong direction. So uh, it's been real. We out you. Stay safe.